0: Hi everybody, in here. Just a quick, super fast disclaimer before the show begins. This week's episode, we did a, an amazing interview with Mecca Wolf. Mecca Wolf does not live in this country. He lives down in Mexico. There's a pretty significant time difference. Uh, given that, uh, when he decided to do the interview with us, he also has a packed schedule. So the beginning of the interview, he's at the gym. He just finished his workout and during our interview He walks from the gym To a different location Where we continue the interview But it lasts the whole time So there is a lot of background noise So up until minute 18 It's a little noisy And then after that it uh, It's easy to listen to I'm only saying that Because if you're listening And you happen to get frustrated Keep listening Stand fast At minute 18 We keep talking And this is a special episode It's one of my favorites It's a great recording Mecha Wolf's uh, a great performer And uh, from this interview you'll see that he's a great guy and we appreciate that he gave us the interview and we appreciate you for listening so that is it that is all I wanted to say thank you share subscribe tell people about us that's it man have a good listen
1: so freaking bad. Wrestle me. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 124, Sign of the Wolf, Sign of the Wolf, with the one, the only motherfucking Mecca Wolf. What's going on,
2: brother? Hey, you have a good voice for a death metal, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to
2: check out that handsome prick, man, i tried telling you, we bring it. I've been, I got I to, like, add more music to my playlist, I've been like, I'm one of those, I'm like young, but kind of old like i'll listen to the same five six bands and i'm reading so i gotta
1: Dude. have my for my <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way man i very rarely do i get like my drummer will show me a band that he's pretty much the only guy i find like new shit that i actually dig and most of the time it's just like old shit <laughs> that yeah. nobody's ever heard of you know yeah so how's everything going where you at down in tijuana yeah we're
2: down in mexico right now um I fly out on um, Saturday Denver for a show but I've been here for about a year living here I love it I feel like if I would have been living in the States during the pandemic I probably would have jumped out of the window you know like, uh, this, yeah everything here is like so relaxed so much cheaper too so um, the rings are open everywhere because as you know you know viva is pretty much like a religion so yes yeah. um, all rings are pretty much open and if you can't find a ring that's open somebody has a gym. Or if somebody has a ring, you know, under the radar so that you could go train. So it's really cool being down here, man.
1: Honestly, I've been there a couple times. Uh, I played down there once uh, with my old band, Decrypt, and the, about five years ago, we were down there with uh, my other band, Moistened Disciples. Uh, I think both times we hit up uh, the Yucatan. So it was, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty yeah, interesting. Pretty dope, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Hell yeah! So. Uh, Man, dude, speaking of the pandemic and all that shit, I mean, is, so, like, down there, just like you're saying, it hasn't really, like, what, what is the atmosphere like down there? I mean, I know you're saying it's chill. Can you elaborate a little more on that?
2: Well, um, at first, you know, Mexicans, they don't give a shit about things. <laughs> so, at yeah. first, they just, they just kind of, like, took it as a joke. And, mm. and here, it's like, with Hispanic people, you either are like, you don't give a fuck, or you just overly careful. So at first, you know, everybody was just, just being so like terrified and so paranoid. I mean, not at first. Like at first, everybody was partying. Everybody's going to party, Everybody's going out. Everybody's drinking. Like nothing happens. And then once numbers started like skyrocketing, that's when everything just everything shut down. Everybody was ultra paranoid. Um, and now they're like taking every measurement in the book make sure that everybody's safe um, which I really appreciate but it took them a little bit you know right now it's, it's cool because everything's open but there's obviously like, social distancing and rules and everything like that but like at first like I said it like, was like this free for all you know you see people on the streets like you see people partying and the funniest thing about it is like they have kind of like a strike just for them to open up bars because people just drink they're like maniacs uh, <laughs> yeah and I was like, man, out of all the things that you can strike, you know, like, you just one up the bars and That's it, you know. It's like right. party. But um, right now, it's like everything's being done by the book, how it should be. And, I, you know, at first, like I said, it was crazy. And, like, now they really, like, are taking care of people and making sure everything's good. So it's one of those things where, like, at first, I was like, man, like, I could probably get sick by just leaving my house in a Uber or something. And now I don't have that. That fear or that worry, because everybody, everything's being taken care of. Especially like right now, I'm at the gym. Like here, once you come in the gym, they double check your temperature. You gotta bring two towels. You gotta clean. You gotta clean the equipment before and after you use it. And then there's like a limit of how many people can come in. Um, You have to call and schedule what time you're gonna come. Otherwise, you can't just show up. Uh, But other than that, man, like I, I, I really can't complain. It's, it's been pretty good being here. Um If I would have, like I said earlier, we jumped into the interview. If I would have been in the states during this, I probably would have jumped out of the window because it's just completely crazy in the states. Like people don't care. Yeah. You know? It's and always here, like chaos here. You know, people people are like, being like they're really taking care of each other, which I really appreciate because that makes me feel safe and makes me feel safe. So is a. Uh,
1: Triple A and CMLL, are they doing any kind of shows down there, or have they?
2: Actually, uh, CMLL just started doing shows at Arena Mexico a couple of weeks ago, I believe, but just no crowd. Triple A is going to start doing um, auto luchas, which is basically like driving Pucha Libre. Nice. Um, And then this week, we were supposed to have... One of those auto luchas but they didn't have all the permits. This company here that actually works with Triple A they didn't have all the permits. So they have to cancel it. They two shows and you have to cancel it because right now the government is on everybody. Right. So again, it's like one of those things where it's like really cool that they're making sure that everything's like under control, but at the same time it sucks because you want to work so bad, but you know, you have to do what you gotta do because you have to you have to test every wrestler. And just the test, it's 1,500 pesos, so it's dollars Multiply that by, like, 20 wrestlers, you know, the promoter's taking a hit every before show you the show even starts. Yeah. And so, it, it's, it's you know, it's pretty crazy, but we're making sure it's under control. So I really appreciate that in a way. But it not because you want to work so bad. So.
1: Right. And speaking
2: go of working, than, man.
1: I mean, you've been all over the motherfucking place during your career, dude. I mean, you've wrestled legends, dude. You know, going back to Rey Mysterio, um, shit, and the list goes on and on. Who would you say was one of those matches that you had where, just as a fan, you're like, holy fuck, like, this is happening?
2: Um, When I wrestled Jeff Hardy, it was like, yeah. of, and I wrestled Jeff, and, you know, he was sober. You know, He was sober. Sober know? as a bird, and... To me it was a big honor that he showed up to that mass over, because at the time he had he was battling a lot of demons. And was that T- was he in T N A TNA at that time? Um at the time I believe he was just about to leave T N A, about okay. to go back to WWE. And right. it was like one of those things where like it was a big honor for me because I did it in front of my people in Puerto Rico. Like he painted my face like this. Oh. Uh, I was the biggest Jeff Hardy fan like my first gear, which is nets, t-shirts, and face paints like his, you know.
1: He stole that fishnets from Danzig, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like I was like 115 pounds, you know, and like I wanted to be Jeff Hardy so bad, and like for me to be able to work him in front of my people was like, it was a huge honor, and we had a killer match, like, I pushed him, you know what I mean? Like, I pushed him, and, like, he told me, "He like, man, like, you made me blown up. Like, you made me blow up in a couple of spots there, and, like, it was, like, a big honor because as a little kid that watched wrestling, like, I wanted to just, just meet him, you know what I mean? Just have the chance to meet him, and when I had the chance not only to meet him but to work him in front of my people and, like, to have a good match with him, it was, like, a big honor because, dude, like, you know, when you're growing up, there's certain wrestlers that you want to meet. Like, everybody tells you don't meet your heroes because you might be disappointed, but he was, like, my hero. And, and, man, like, he's been nothing but nice to me. Him and his brother both were nothing but nice to me. When I wrestle Ray Mysterio, man, like, that's one of the people that, I don't care who you are, you can't say anything bad about that man. He's Dude. such a good person. And I wrestle Ray, and I wrestled him in PR, and after our match, he beat me, and, like, we wrestled in front of, like, 5,000 people, and he like cut a speech, and he like put me, like, super over in that speech, I wanted like to, like, cry so bad because I grew up with these guys' posters on my wall, you know, and then yeah. I end up, fast forward, 15, 16 years later down the line, I end up in the rain with them in front of my, well, not my hometown, but my island, you know, and a bunch of my friends. So it, it was a big honor and it's like one of those things that like you would have told me when I started wrestling 15 years ago, hey you're gonna wrestle Jeff your party, you're gonna wrestle with your stereo I bet I didn't use it. So like it's it's like a big honor for me and it was like a huge deal. And again, those are two of the guys that no matter where they're, no matter where I stand no matter where I go, I will always say nothing but good things about them because they've been nothing but good to me and like they had no business helping me out and they did. And
1: that's awesome. I mean uh and you know as we all are aware except for maybe Sren, cuz he's a stupid fucking idiot, uh dude there's a lot of assholes in the business. There's a lot of guys that have their own agenda and they and it's kind of stupid because it's it's protecting the business, it's taking care of it, passing on knowledge or you know giving um good constructive criticism you know to whoever you're working that night and so like for a guy to be a douchebag like that i mean it's very common you know i've seen some of it uh go on backstage i'm I'm sure you have as well you know and it just to me it doesn't have any place in fucking wrestling or just anywhere in the world you know we gotta
2: fucking weed
1: weed those people out when you wrestled ray was that uh for the world wrestling council
2: yep yep
1: fuck yeah so that's still, what about them, over there? I actually
2: wrestled them like three times, but the first time I wrestled them was like just one-on-one. So to me, it was like, dude, you know, like we we're at a main event, you know, like fucking sold out arena. Like, that's crazy, you know?
1: Dude, that's fucking nuts. Like, you ever just kick back and like watch those matches and sit there and just be like,
2: Oh, dude, all the time. Like, yeah, and
1: motherfucker. Then,
2: and then I'm one of those guys, I'm like, man, I could have done this, I could have done this. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have done this and, and a lot of people didn't know but he was injured he in one me and i was injured and one of my knees as well so we both showed up injured and we still like had a really, good, a really good match you know and again like he had no business putting me over or like helping me out he could have just gone there for like two minutes and phone it in you know like he already got paid you know I me mean? so and i just wanted to like Give so much of himself knowing how injured he was hmm. he means the world
1: has there ever been anybody you've been in the ring with that was just like either absolutely like too green or just kind of went into business for themselves that so you're kind of like man fuck this guy
2: um, when I first came into triple A um, there was this guy who I would mention because I don't want to put him yeah. over but like this guy like he's trying to beat me up and I remember just a flashback on my training, like saying, if you act like a bitch, you're going to lose somebody. And, and then the second he hit me too hard, I just called my bitch up. Whoa, knocked right him out. Knocked him out. Knocked him out. And then it was like a three on three match. And then he ended up like in the back, like, like trying to like hop and top at me. I was like, dude, you're not going to pump me out, dude. And fast forward years and years later, he ended up nowhere. And then I ended up wherever I'm at, you know. So that just goes to show you, like, you never know where you're going to end up in the world so it's going be a dick, you know. <laughs> right. No I, sure. wasn't, I wasn't going to let him punch me out, especially on my first match, you know. Because if I let it happen once, it's like when you're in jail. And, and you know, that. And you remember the movie Half-Baked? Like, well, oh yes. yeah! I want some cocktail. Fruit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like, I, I want to give you my fruit cocktail, so not, I wouldn't be getting all my vitamins. You know, and that's what I thought. I was like, I'm not gonna be this guy's bitch. I, he ain't getting my fruit cocktail. Not today, bro. Right? I just ball my fist up and I around, fucking in and face. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you,
1: and that's uh, that's the reality of it. I mean, that's that just like street life mentality. I mean, I'm the same oh. way, dude. Like. I'll be damned if the motherfucker comes up to me and even if it's just on the job somewhere and unfortunately I've done yeah. it it's cost me jobs yeah, but motherfucker yeah. run his mouth dude you, you gonna take so
2: much before you gotta lay him out yeah. you know and that's the thing now. like I'm, I, will give, I will give the shirt on my back to anybody but don't try to pump me out not on my first match you know yes but I've been wrestling 18 years if <laughs> I mean, like I'm not gonna allow that to happen. You know? fuck like, no and we were having such a great match like it was a great match and this guy's trying to go for business. And so I don't know if it's all you guys. You know I mean? And I get it. But whenever I've wrestled you guys and other companies that I've been on top, we do everything in our power to make sure they look good so the people believe in them. You know what I mean? But uh, well, hey, you not know everybody's the same. We have to get back to the mouth. <laughs> That's <for> damn
1: sure. <laughs> That's for damn sure, brother.
2: <clears throat>
1: so you mentioned wrestling for 18 years. And I kind of read or seen something somewhere online this year. Is this your last year wrestling?
2: Well, man, when this whole speaking out movement and stuff came out, you gotta understand that you've been wrestling for eighteen years and you've been busting your ass and doing everything in power to get ahead. And then you see shitty people that are like this terrible, disgusting human beings get all the opportunities, get all the money, and get all the praise for work that you've been doing for eighteen years. It's really frustrating. Yeah. so it was like one of those things where I was like man you know what I'm gonna just only get I to my band before I end up beating the shit on somebody or show you know what I mean and I'm not talking about like fans or anything I'm talking about like one of these people you know what I mean that got called out because I knew how shitty they was and I I knew like, the shitty things that they were doing but it's one of those things where you can go to the motor and be like hey this is a shitty person but me because they're not gonna believe me I mean, they're just gonna be like, oh, this guy's just trying to dunk for this guy's spot. Yeah,
1: he so. wasn't a famous dick wrestler, was he?
2: Oh, man, he's a huge piece of shit. And I don't care, man, because, like, this guy used to hit me up and be on my like, DS all the time to be like, hey, how can I get in the crash? How can I get in the crash? We got him to the crash, yeah. and then we're like, hey, dude, where's our favorite back? Why can't you get us in Barbara's? Never even answered my emails. Really? Say, dude, you know? Like, that's like a super piece of shit moment. And then, like, when you see guys like that, get opportunities, it just not only breaks your heart but it, it makes you so fucking angry. Because I worked so hard dude, like for so many years. I'm at the gym training seven days a week. I'm in the ring fucking three times a week. I'm eating right, I'm doing what I gotta do, but a fucking pedophile gets all the opportunities. A yeah. rapist gets all the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean and granted I've done I've done bad things in my life, but I've never done shit like that. And I've worked so hard just to get to where I'm at, to see people like that get the opportunities that not only I deserve, but my partner. Like, best, his, 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 his. Yeah, best, yeah, Bestia, yeah. Bestia. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> that, that's the guy that should be on top years ago. He's, dude, he's not, fucking awesome. I seen you know, him and Matt's Warner
1: rip it up in MLW, dude. dude.
2: He's like one of the best fuckers <laughs> out there. He's the son of a fucking legend. Yes he, yes, he is. opportunities that fucking yeah? because we're very close bodies with whatever and this and this and that. You know, it's like one of those things and you go back to the way hey, that's it like, we're in a business where like if your friend is a friend of somebody, they're good enough to be on a card. Not because they're good, because they're friends of somebody. And I believe that's bullshit and I think it's so unfair so like, I was like, dude, I need to get the hell out of here for a little bit before I I do something bad. So I just pour all those back tops on paper, on a guitar, and now I go and I write songs. And I just needed that break because I know sooner or later, somebody's going to book those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Some people don't care. Some people will book them. Regardless of how shitty they are, yeah, and that's just so heartbreaking about this business because it's like you can work super hard for, for decades, but shitty people get the opportunity. That yeah, I, and, and that dude—that dude, really, that sucks really, really goes.
1: It's really the same thing, like in Hollywood, where they're busting out all them fuckers, like uh, with the Weinstein's and you know yep. whoever else. Yep. It's yep. it's yep. the entertainment business yep. as a whole. You have these people who you know they get money, it goes to their head, and then all of a sudden they go back to like they think they're fucking the Romans, where it's cool to fucking yep. rape people and do all this fucking shit.
2: Like, it, and they it's, think it's not gonna go out, Ernie. Yeah. Because they're empowered because they have power they think oh and nobody's ever gonna find out. Well people do find out when they find out that's when the real shit happens. And yeah. to me I was like man, one, I didn't want to be part of a business that had shitty people like that. And two, two, I didn't want to be part of a business that would allow stuff like that happen and then guys have deserve the opportunity to sit get them. So I needed to just take a break. And now I'm at a better mental place where I could just go ahead and, and, and just work and not have a problem with it. Because now I know that our locker rooms are clean of that type of people. So,
1: so you're saying that 2020 is not the end of Mecca Wolf as we know it.
2: Man, like, and that's another thing too, because in a way, you know, like if you think about it, when you're tagging with somebody, it's like you're in a marriage. So yeah. it was kind of like selfish of me to to do that without – Consulting with my partner, mm-hmm. or, or without like talking to him about it first, it was like one of those things that I woke up one morning. I told my girlfriend, "My like, babe, I'm done." I was just, I just woke up in a bad mood. I was like, you know what, fuck this. It's through all these people. I gotta get the hell out of here. I gotta take a break. And I finally, me and my partner sat down and we had a conversation. It's like, well, if you think about it again, like we're marriage. <laughs> you know, we're a wrestling yeah. marriage. Oh yeah! So wherever he goes, I go. Wherever I go, he goes.
1: If you're a so, good tag team, you are.
2: Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let's the the business is clean now, cleaner. Mm-hmm. So let's see what let's, let's see where we can get you know together. Let's do this together. So, so what's we a- order new gear, you know. So.
0: Yeah, I you guys do. I've seen your promo.
2: one.
1: I've seen your fucking promo pics. You guys, I mean, that's a killer tandem. I mean, you and uh bat bestia dude like i said mlw man that's a huge in cicero dude it's huge latino community huge lucha oh, yeah. community yeah. it is fucking awesome we were there dude they had the horns going the fucking drums i am like trying to show one guy do some blast beats and shit you know like <laughs> let's get this shit fucking popping off right um god damn it's just it's so cool have so i mean i don't know if the, this was probably what last year i think when they did their first pay-per-view how long have you guys been tagging
2: um, We've been tagging for about almost four years. Okay. Almost four years. Yep. Court Bauer never fucking hit you up or anything? Like, hey, man. Well, we did one show um, here in Tijuana when mm-hmm. MLW came to Tijuana, and uh, we tagged with L.A. Park versus, Nice. Uh, the Contra unit. And uh, it's like one of those things, again, man, like...
1: Politics, some people, you
2: think? Some, it's politics, you know? Like, some people like you, some people don't like you because so-and-so said something about you and it might not yeah. be true, but they're going to believe that. So it's like one of those things, you know, it, it could, it could be, it could be one thing, it could be another, but it'll, at the end of the day, the owner of the company has to say, yeah. And if he doesn't like you for whatever reason, you're not going to get in and I'm not going to beg either. So, you know.
1: Right. Well, one place we know you're going to get in in the Chicagoland area is uh, a which is where Srenton, uh saw you last year um yeah you uh in the the pre-show the pre-five whatever you want to call that before we went on air here you were talking about how you're going to be returning to chicago uh to be performing for galley lucha again in october right
2: yes sir we'll be there next month i believe it's the 15th we'll be out there 15 or the 18th we'll be out there
1: is it you and Bessia, or just you
2: It's just me this time. Um, I was trying to get him on, but, you know, the budget is really low right now because of what's going on with the world. So, you know, the budget's super tight, so he only had enough to bring me in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully next time it'll be me and Bessia. We're trying to get booked more um, together. We're actually going to the U.K., back to the U.K. next year together. Um, we We got a few dates. We got a date coming up in Atlanta. In October as well, together. Um, we got a few dates here in Mexico pending that we're going to be doing it together. Next year is going to be more tag team based of me and Bestia, and I'm really happy about it. Um, last week we had a show in Vegas that we tagged into. So it's, it's you know, considering everything that's going on in the world, uh, slowly but surely everything's like moving moving along and it's, it's going to, to the right direction.
1: Fuck yeah. Too bad the Lucha Bros are fucking tied up with aew man yeah we were
2: we were actually their last match in the indies um for the crash
1: nice yeah that crash that's conan is that conan's actual company or is he just run shit there
2: no no no, he used to book it a few years ago it's been like about three years has it been that long yeah it's been that long yeah damn Um, juice is
1: out of touch
2: (laughs) yeah 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 it's been a few years he right now, he runs uh triple A and he helps out with EMW down here in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're the rival fed for the crash. So if you work for one, you know how it is in wrestling. You can't work for the other one. So Conan's been been running that for, for like a few years since he left crash. Pretty much.
1: Michael, if I want to ask you a quick question here, because, um, you know, you're you're in Mexico now from Puerto Rico. You, you wrestled out there. What is the climate like, like the difference um, between like the wrestling culture, but between Puerto Rico and Mexico? I mean, because they both have a rich history of wrestling, but there's got to be some kind of like at least subtle differences between the two.
2: Um, It's a ton of differences um, here. It's more like more wrestling based than storyline based. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico is very uh, soap opera based. Like they they're all about. You know, the storyline that goes into the big match, everything Mm -hmm. that 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 leads into the big match. So people um, are more focused on that than the matches themselves. Mm -hmm. They try to draw you by the storyline here in Mexico. They don't really care if you can speak on the mic. They don't care how cool the storyline is. They just want to see motherfuckers fly all over the place and have badass matches. You know what I mean? Like. Um here it's more like a religion where people respect the wrestler and whatever you go and they know you're a wrestler, you get special treatment. In Puerto Rico oh, yeah. almost like,
1: Nacho in, Puerto libre.
2: Almost, in Puerto Rico it's almost like they don't give a shit. Like you're just you're just a clown to them, you know. Really? And in, in order for them to respect you, you have to be huge. Um right. that's mm-hmm. like one of the biggest differences. And in PR, a lot of people treat it as a hobby. As in here in Mexico it's a job it's a generational job so if i'm a wrestler and i have two sons they're probably gonna wrestle yeah and 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 my grandchildren are probably gonna wrestle and so on and on and on because here it's like not only a job it's literally like a religion and people really respect it
1: i fucking love it it, man i love that
2: it's it's one of those things where where, like you can see it as soon as you come to mexico you can see that big difference in, in 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 the culture that it's part of, lucha libre is part of the culture. It's like going to church on Sundays. You'll see a whole family of twenty people at a lucha libre show. That's how <laughs> yeah. big it is. And Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah. like they, don't, in order to draw, you have to have a huge storyline that involves people's feelings and emotions. People really like to get invested in this PR. That's a big difference. Bro. When you're in about, they don't really care.
1: Like, you could have a story, but at the end of the day, they're more focused on what's going happen in the races than the actual story. I always remember that uh, in Nacho Libre. I don't know if you ever seen that shit. It's a silly ass fucking movie, Jack Black. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he had a. Who was it? It was Silver King, one that played Ramses. I remember Very him, funny. like, yeah. getting out and. Uh, Jack Black's just like, oh, he's like mesmerized. He's like, to get all the goodies. <laughs> and that's close. <laughs> I was just watching that the other day, man. I I just I love that, that it is a culture down there, man. Like, I, I wish it was like that up here in America. But it seems like the people that really get sick with it like that in America, to me, always just seem to be like the trashiest people, unfortunately, for the most part. And it's like, God damn it. But like, I mean, dude, the, the culture for Lucha Libre in Mexico is just it is one of those amazing things in the world, in my opinion, that it's just like you said, dude, to pass it on from, you know, relative or, or whether it's father, to son and grandfather. And or, you know, as in Ray Mysterio's case, who took on his uncle's persona, you know?
2: Yep. Yep. And actually, you'll still see his uncle like around here in TJ. He's mm-hmm. in a wheelchair now, but he's still fucking jacked as fuck. And yeah, he people, did a movie. They don't care. Dude, they don't care if they can walk or not. They, they'll stay in shape. You know what I mean? Like, that's another thing. Like, they're really prideful here. They really care about how they look. They really care about what they're going to do out there. So they take it really seriously. So you'll see wrestlers be 50, 60, in amazing shape. Or they might not look like they're in shape, but they'll get in the ring and they'll school you. You know what I mean? Because it's in their blood. It's literally, like, second nature to them you know and that's like one of the things that i really respect about lucha libre too because when you go and you go train and you even if you're just warming up with the students and it's people that don't know much they know more than the average wrestler you know what i mean and and it's really impressive to see like just warming up just warming up just doing like anything in the ring dude you'll see guys doing backflips the, even though the, the fattest guy or the most out of shape guy, dude, laparca still kicking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and it's and it's so surprising to see that stuff. And and you could you could tell because it's just dedication. They're really hungry people. They're really prideful. They take it seriously because if you're not doing it right, there's gonna be somebody else that's gonna be doing it right. And if you're not doing it right, they're gonna call you out. So um, it's it's to me it's like a, an honor being here because it put my mindset in a whole different. you know what I mean it made me really reevaluate who I am as a wrestler and as a performer
1: that's awesome man and I, I I would think that the people down there with uh I guess you could call it the the pageantry or the image of your character the character Mecha Wolf which to me is fucking awesome dude and that's I I love that you're coming up here for Chicago in October because, dude, I'm a huge, you know, you're a Misfits Danzig guy. I mean, you got to be all about Halloween. I'm all about Halloween, dude. Like, yeah, Mecha have Wolf <laughs> around, you know, during that time, like, that's the fucking shit. But I, I would imagine down there with your look and the way you go in the ring and, dude, and you're fucking jacked, like, they got to be fucking eating that shit up down there,
2: right? Well, oh, yeah, man. It, it was one of those things where I needed to do something with my character in order to connect with the people because I I knew I was good in the ring. I was good enough in the ring to perform with these people, but I needed like the extra spark in order to step into the next level, as you would say. And I think what made me step into the next level was that change of character, that change of gimmick, just being different, trying to be different. Um
1: but it seems a little and, maybe more to who you truly are, you know, like yes, I was saying probably, wrestling, yep. it's, you know, your character, your gimmick is the best ones or yourself, you know, amped up times. A yeah, that's
2: literally that's literally what we did, man. Like I, I was like, I like Game of Thrones. I like Wolves. I like the Terminator. I like Berserk, the anime. So I grabbed all those things and I like threw it in a blender. And I was like, OK, this is the character. This is what's going to work. Let's go with it. And the name was given to me actually by Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan literally just took my phone one day. He asked me to borrow my phone and I just gave it to him. And he just sent himself a bunch of my pictures, went and changed all my social media to the Wolf Because he just kept bugging me for like three weeks. He's like, dude, you look like a werewolf. You look like a machine. You're you're like a Wolf. You're like the Wolf." He's like, just change your name. Just change your name. And he just kept bugging me about it. And finally, like one day, he like flips his computer. He's like, what do you think? He had made like a whole banner, changed my Twitter, changed my Instagram. I was like, dude, this is this cool. Let's just fucking go with it. And I did. And man, I, I never looked back. And I think it was like one of the best decisions I made because it comes from the heart. And it also connects to people. So I don't have to fake it. It's right. just something that just comes out. And it feels it feels cool, man. It feels really cool.
1: Oh, for sure, man. Like I said, I mean, Threaten was drawn in by your your ring work. And, uh, you know, he had mentioned you, um, and that's kind of how I found out about you. And then looking out on social media, I'm like, man, this motherfucker right here, dude. Like, he's in all this shit. I was like, dude, yeah. we can rip it up and have a good time, man. Um, and he's a fucking badass wrestler. Like, that's fucking amazing, man. And kind of a little segue into... Outside of the wrestling, which I think is cool, is that you also fucking, you play in a band. You got your own fucking band, man,
2: um, yep. called Monster Wolf. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, it's something that, I, when I, before I got into wrestling, I had, I had a band. I was a roadie for a lot of bands in the local scene in Puerto Rico. So it was like something I wanted to do for years. And finally, when I had the chance to do it, I actually met some of my bandmates, Or I call them hired gunmen because that's what they are. They just they just recorded on the on the EP. I met them at a Doyle concert and man, this was crazy. Like I met Doyle through my attorney, who's also his attorney, who's also Alberto de Rios attorney. But I met our attorney because of Masada because he's also his attorney. That's how crazy wrestling is. Yeah. So one day he's like, hey man, Doyle's gonna play like a couple blocks away from your house, go check him out. And I was like, wait, Doyle from Mystic? I didn't even know he had a band. Yeah. So I went oh, yeah. and one of one of the bands that was opening for 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 Doyle was Swift Knuckle Solution, this local punk rock band. And I met them and they kicked so much ass that night. I was like, you know what? I wanna try to get a song from them. So finally me getting a song from them ended up we ended up recording a, a three song EP. And then when I moved here to TJ, I was like, man, I don't have my guys anymore. So I kind of have to just do everything myself. So I bought a bass, I bought a few more guitars and I was lucky enough to find a really good drummer here. And we have just been going at it. We have just been working on new music and we'll be releasing a new song in October. And then we'll release we'll be releasing a Misfits cover for Halloween as well, obviously Halloween. Um, so it's like something I've been really passionate about and when I had the chance to do it and used a little bit of a name that I had with wrestling to kind of piggyback off that, I was like, you know what, let's roll with it. Cause a lot of people, if you think about it, man, a lot of people that are at wrestling fans are into music or vice versa and the ones that are not, you could get them into it. So I was like, you know what, man, I like the misfits. I like fucking black metal. I like trash. Let me do something kind of like that. And then see if it sticks. And, um, Luckily, um, the first three songs that we released did really well. Now the stuff that we're doing now is a little heavier, a little more on the trashy side. But I'm just really excited because it's like one of those things that I really wanted to do. And I feel like by having that as not a backup plan, but by having that as well, kind of like that ace under your sleeve, it takes my mind off all the crap that has to do with wrestling and just puts my mindset somewhere else. and it's really good because I get to take out all that anger on all, all that frustration. I put it on a paper and, and that's it. You know what I mean? I don't have to go and beat the shit out of somebody in a show. <laughs> no, 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 honestly, like, it's just really cool, man. Cause it puts your mentality in a completely different place. And I, I love music. I've always liked music and it's just, a, it's an honor for me to be able to, to do both. You know? Oh, for sure, man.
1: I mean, I, I only, I never wrestled professionally. I only did uh three years of amateur, but, uh, They've been a huge wrestling fan since I was like five, and I'm like fucking 38 now, um, dude. I've been doing vocals for grindcore bands for the past almost 20 years now, 15 to 20 years, um, and it, dude, it, before we started this show, like a couple of years ago, I was like, I I met people all over the the country from touring, and even going out to Mexico, we'd go to Yucatan and play. So many metalheads were into wrestling, dude. And it's cool because and actually another guy we shout to Bruiser Bodie, uh, one of our homies there, usually joins us on the show. Um, I, you know, I met him and a lot of people like him that it's like, man, I'm here doing this metal shit. But when you after you play whatever you're winding down, you're kicking it and having some beers with guys, you start talking and, you know, feeling everybody out. And a lot of guys were all about wrestling, dude. And I was like, yeah, that's. Two of my favorite, fucking, like most important things that have really gotten me through some dark fucking periods of my life was like wrestling yeah. and fucking metal or just music in general. You know, I'm pretty yeah. all over the place, whether it's like jazz, blues, punk, you know, grindcore. I like, I like very, very little bit of black metal, but you know, I like some. Uh, it, it's just, it, it's so cool when people like that can come together, man. And you look at guys like, I mean, even Jericho. His band sucks. I mean, <laughs> I said it, whatever. I don't uh, care. He hired uh, Stuck Mojo. You remember those guys? Like, come on. Whatever. Okay. He's got a catchy song he's doing. I'm sorry. Like the butt rock. <laughs> yeah, it's the Johnny Rock. We always call it like the wrestling rock shit, you know? It's like, that's been my main beef for a long time. Is like, why doesn't wrestling have some better fucking music, you know? Like, come nah. on. You think about it, though. A lot of them don't. Like, Triple H lucked the fuck out by befriending Lemmy and getting some of the coolest theme music ever, dude. You know? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Like other than that, it's just like, Oh God, it's fucking horrible.
2: <laughs> yeah. There's some terrible shit up there. <laughs> <laughs> there and you know what? You'd be shocked, man. There's like a couple wrestlers that do both that have music like Brody King. Like he has a band too. I think his, his band is more like on the r side. Um, But you'll see like a couple of guys that have bands who have had bands before. But – Well, Schleck, too. You're familiar with Schleck? Yep, yep, yep. We played shows with his
1: band.
2: Yeah, man. I didn't want to go the same route that everybody else did. I was like, man, people like it. They're going to like it. If not, I'm not going to fucking be fake. And I'm going to – I'm not going to throw something out there that I wouldn't listen to. And I'm not going to throw something out there that's not me. It has to come from the heart. It has to be sincere. And it has to be something that I really love. And otherwise I wouldn't do it, you know, so that's, that's why, I, man, like we've been working so hard on the new songs and when it comes out, I think people are going to dig it and I'm really pumped about it.
1: Fuck yeah. I'm to have to buy that shit motherfucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So what, real quick though, your musical background, like going back, like what are, what's some of the bands that you're really into, if you don't mind?
2: So growing up, man, um, I got into music when I was like heavy, heavy stuff. When I was like about 12 years old and I was hanging out with people who were like over 20, 21, you know, mm-hmm. people in their twenties, they were like, just giving me hand me down cassettes or like just mixtapes and stuff. And, um, I was really into Venom. Yeah. I love yeah. Venom. I loved uh, Ernie Metallica, Misfits. Obviously I love dancing since I was like a little kid, um, Immortal. Just those bands like that that sound super wrongy and super dirty. I was all about the lowest quality production, obituary. Fuck um, yeah, bitch! Do I play that, with the obituary. You know, dude. Um, I met the them sh- in Mexico City at the airport. They were like super cool. Who? Um, Death? Uh, obituary.
1: Oh, yeah, obituary.
2: Yeah, dude. They're
1: fucking, yeah, um, I don't
2: care. <laughs> John Tardy, dude. I don't you. Hell yeah, dude. All the blood. But yeah, I like <laughs> I like them a lot. I like Death Man. I like those bands that kinda of have like a little hint of trash. Right. But we're still on like the death metal. Man, like honestly, like a lot of people are like, Oh, death started um death metal and stuff. But I consider them more like on the trash side too. Yeah. Because if you really think about it, it's just like trash metal or just a death metal voice, honestly. But hey, we're not gonna get into that. But yeah, like Misfits, Sam Hain, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, that was like my jam when I was a little kid. Even, even Cradle of Filth, like the early albums, like mm. the Principal Evil May Flesh, like sounds like shit. It was a great fucking album to me. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, Creator, um, man, so many bands. Um, Testament, whew, Cannibal Corpse, um, Fuck yeah. I just like old stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we're like just any, like early nineties, late eighties, like that's my jam, you know, obviously black Sabbath oh, um, yeah. with Aussie, um, just like stuff like that. That's like the stuff that really like, just the core of my, of my taste when it comes to like music, like that's, that's the stuff I really like. And then recently in the last few years, I got into, I discovered Cancer Slug, and then I became really good friends with Alex Story, who sings for Doyle, right. and I was like, dude, where has this band been all my life? Because they've been playing for like 20 years, and they're like, literally the soundtrack of my life is that band, and um, a lot of people don't know about them, but a lot of people should know about them, so Cancer Slug is one of those bands that I've been listening to a lot more recently. Um, and as far as new stuff, I don't listen to any new stuff. So <laughs> like, I'm like a boomer. I like one of those old people. I just listen to the same albums over and over on repeat. Megadeth, obviously. Rust um, in peace, man. Lots of Polaris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm into. That's like the old stuff, you know? That's all the that, good, that good shit, though. Everything's all like shit. Everything's Everything so now, fucking they don't manufactured. Make like that anymore, you know? Everything now no. is and it's just like guys are just playing like one node with like one finger it's just like man like i don't know man i feel like people create music now are just lazy and just try to be over super commercial so yeah for I like sure. the old stuff you know even if i don't know a lot of people might not like it but i love like this so fuck <laughs> you know? I'm, not, I'm not here trying to sell a million records i'm just trying to satisfy myself yeah, so I don't
1: have to bash someone's head. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, dude. Like it's it's a release for me. I love getting up on that stage, of, like doing the shit we do. Holy fuck, dude! You know it. There is there's nothing like it, man. Um, I mean, I know there's there's guys out there, and I didn't know Schlack was doing it. and There's a few other dudes uh, when they're playing with their band, they're like stapling fucking dollars to themselves and shit, yeah. kind of bringing the gimmick in, which yeah, that's cool for some people. It, it, I guess it's a cool visual because it looks, you know, but yeah. I sit there thinking, think, I said, man, if you got to do that, there's got to be something wrong with your music. You know, you're compensating for something. I just like, when we go out, dude, our shit's balls to the it's right. Can, he's seen us. It's just balls to the wall, dude. I I was a huge fan of fucking Henry Rollins growing up and dancing but i love like my homage when we play live is i just wear like the the black fucking uh gym shorts you know like Rollins yeah. back in the day and just yeah. fucking go full force into it dude
2: and and you know what God, Rollins isn't the greatest lead singer but he has such a stage presence that dude you knew that this guy could either beat the shit out of you yeah. or like beat the show you and take your girlfriend home you know what i mean like you yeah. knew this guy like was legit and he wasn't the greatest singer like and that's like one of those things to me like the music needs to come from the heart and it needs to be sincere. And when you're out there, doesn't matter what you do, you have to be able to connect with people. Like I remember I was at a, at a cancer slug show and I was backstage. And like, I met one of the opening bands, the Pawns, and he, the, the lead singer, he said, Hey man, what do you think? Was that a good set? I was like, I didn't, I barely watched you guys, but I watched people and in wrestling, I was always told it doesn't matter what you do is how you make people feel. And yeah. when they were out there, fucking people were going nuts. I was like, dude, I don't care what you're singing, and I don't care if they know who you are, but they were into it. And that's all that matters. It don't matter what I think, what the people were feeling out there, they were feeling your music and that's all that matters. So to me, that's like I'm, I'm one of the major things. You don't have to be super technical. You don't have to do all this crazy shit. As long as people are into it, man, they're going to be into it and they're going to let you know, you know?
1: yeah no doubt man no doubt i've seen uh so you've met danzig
2: before huh yeah twice (laughs) i drank with him too well he he gave everybody like a shot of uh, sake as a movie after party so that was pretty cool
1: oh yeah for the premiere i I, i'll tell you what i love glenn but man i could not stomach Past fifteen minutes of uh what was it, <laughs> Veronica? Oh my god, it was so was, fucking bad. And I, I like some so real shit horror times. movies, dude. Yeah, I like some yeah. real shit. I, I like Chud. If you ever seen fucking Chud, you know. No, I haven't. You know what's crazy? Like
2: I watched the very first, the, the first time they premiered the movie, and it was about like poorly edited. It, like it had glitches and stuff. Um They literally were editing the movie on their way to the theater. So we saw it like super raw, like literally super raw, the longest times before the cuts, you know? And I was just laughing it up, dude, because I was like, man, like, whatever. Like, who would have thought, you know, I would be in a theater in Chicago with a Mm -hmm. bunch of maniacs before, like, a Misfits show watching this movie. Oh, you went to the Chicago premiere, huh? Yeah, I went to the Chicago premiere, and I went to the Misfits, um, OG Misfits in Chicago. Oh, I was there, dude, with fear and power trip. Yeah, Yep. Then I then I went to the to the premiere in L.A. as well, and that's when I actually because I met him backstage in Chicago, but it was very briefly. Um, And then I met him when I got to talk to him a little bit. That was like in the L.A. premiere, and that was really cool because there was like a bunch of wrestlers, X pockets in his movie. Yeah, Um, it was really cool. Like I actually took a couple pictures with him, talked about some wrestling and bullshit like that. And um, he gave everybody like a shot of sake and then he ended up giving the bottle to someone else. And it was really cool, man, because, you know, like as a kid, like, again, like going back to the Ray Mysterio thing, I was like, dude, I grew up like just watching this series, I mean, so it's like really cool to to just get to experience that and, and, and seeing how laid back and how chill he was. And that same year I got to meet Jerry and that same year I got to meet Doyle and then Doyle gave me permission to use abominator as my entrance song and then they like sent me like a care package with a bunch of doyle stuff i put my the doyle logo on my gear um they gave me permission to use a song everywhere sent me a bunch of stuff so it was really cool it was kind of like a dream country because i met the og misses i met them all in the same year you know here i mean so it's, it's, it's a cool thing you know
1: yeah fuck yeah dude i've only we played we opened for doyle once around here and uh I've told the story before, but fuck it, it's it's really short, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so I, I got to the venue early, and I walk in. There's, like, nobody there, but, like, Doyle's band's warming up. So he's got the weight bench fucking out in the middle of where the crowd in the pit would be. And he's yeah. just – dude, he's got all – he's making his guys, like, take turns taking reps and, like, pumping iron. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. and I see Doyle just lifting. I'm like – this is fucking awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. He makes them all work out, too. And, like, yeah, they're not fully sober during, during the tour, but he makes them, like, work out and barely drink and stuff. It was really crazy. It's pretty cool.
1: I was, like, I was blown away. And I was trying not to fanboy out, you know, trying to play it cool, like, walking away, trying to get pictures of him fucking pumping iron and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, was uh, funny
2: because the first time I met him, I was like, hey, man, let's talk about some WCW. He's Like,
1: Man, he 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 told me the
2: same shit brother
1: he told me the same shit so he was we were uh we were booked to play with him again um and this is uh i think right before madison square garden or something so you had to cancel obviously you're gonna play the garden of some shit town in northwest indiana um dude and i hit him up i'm like hey man we have i at the time we had a studio right two buildings down from where they were playing. I was like, hey, yeah, I would yeah. love to get you fucking on for 15, 20 minutes. And I know he's a hard interview, you know, because you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like anything. And I remember him telling me, he was like, uh, yeah, just, just no. don't ask any stupid fucking questions and know your shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and I said uh, the same shit. I was like, you know, talk about WCW. And I actually had talked to his his stepson. So he was with Gorgeous George from WCW, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Her son Isaac, we had on the show, and uh another cool cat, man, really cool kid. And uh I, you know, so I try to throw that at him just to make him seem like, Hey man, I'm not just some fucking Joe Blow, you know, I'm cool, I ain't gonna fucking yeah. blow you and be a fucking weirdo. But uh yeah. dude, he was like, I fucking hate wrestling. And then I was like, I laughed. I ah. literally put L M F A O and he's like, oh, maybe I should say hey, he's like that's kind of fucked up, but I, I don't watch that shit. And I'm like,
2: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: like, all right
2: <laughs> so that's funny I, remember, well. I was like dude I, I remember i was like man i watched the wcw that shit was awesome he's like was it <laughs> yeah. was like, all right let's talk about something else yeah yeah it was funny though it strike funny. one <laughs> he's just funny but he doesn't try to be funny that's like what's funny
1: yeah he's just he's yeah. so stern dude he is the fucking monster man you know he's like he yeah. don't give a shit about anything about Unless it's like fucking vegan food and working out, man. Yeah. And hey, I'm cool with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you Danzig was pretty cool. You talked to him about I know he's a big fucking wrestling fan.
2: Dude, he loves wrestling, like he loves under, he loves Luchanger around yeah. not around anymore. But we were just oh, talking yeah. like about random wrestling stuff. And I was like, hey man, if you ever need a werewolf in a movie, I'm your guy. Dude, totally, <laughs> and that dude. Like, that was like the scent of it, you know, how to fucking shot, took a couple of pictures. The first few pictures were all fucked up, so we took a couple more. I actually got him to laugh a couple times, which was funny, and I got him <laughs> laughing and a few pictures. Did you do so tickle him? Cool. <laughs> man, I, I I said some dumb shit, and he said, "This motherfucker is funny." Like, and that was about it, man. Like, I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be blowing either, you know. Like inside, I'm like, "Oh shit, this is," nasty. Like, yeah, dude. Outside, I was just playing it cool because I was just. Lucky to just be there in the VIP area, you know what I mean? Just because I'm a fucking wrestler. So it was really uh, cool. Exactly. It, was a, it was a cool moment. It was a real cool moment.
1: Well, speaking of Danzig and cool moments, let's have another cool moment because S- <laughs> Shraton has planned a fucking game centered yeah. around the one and only Glenn Danzig.
0: So this is. <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah. This is, where we, uh, this is where we lose the audience. My games are always, <laughs> games are always horse shit. We love so you. I, I based all these questions. I did the research. I did everything um, not knowing jack shit about Danzig. So this is all surface level stuff. And you guys are deep in the waters of Danzig. Uh, not a lot of misfit questions, but they're random. They're ridiculous. You guys might know the right answer, but the right answer on my paper is what stands so i'll let you guys know it's easy um uh oh and justin has never won one of these games oh wow so, so the odds are in your favor mr mecca hopefully
2: there's no years so i'm screwed <laughs> no, I, don't do years. I don't even know my sister's birthday so <laughs> saying, <but laughs>
0: you'll know you'll know right off the you'll know after question one uh what the tone is here so all right so who wants to go first? You want to go first, Justin, just to set the tone a little bit? No, man. All right, right Mac- Mechanics. Come, come on, you Freddy. fucking right. ungrateful piece of shit. You guys already know this, but which of the following is Glenn Danzig's real name? Oh good. Is it uh, Ricardo Montaban? Is it Shame Wentz Whites? Is it Thomas John Woodward? Is it Glenn Allen Anzalone? Is it James Newell? Osterberg Jr.
2: Glenn Allen Anselmo. That is correct. That's one point. Uh, me and Brad. I think that's Ricardo Montalban. I think that's an actual theater in L.A.
0: <laughs> that's the yeah. guy. That's Ricardo Montalban is the dude from uh, Paradise Island or what, what was it called, Fantasy Island back in the day? The actor. Yeah, I, okay, I believe that that's
2: uh, also a theater in L.A. Yeah, downtown L.A. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Ricardo Montalban.
1: I got a run in joke uh, with shout out to my homie Brad Vanderzee of uh, Dirty Dead, which you got to check that shit out. Um, <laughs> when I first learned Glenn's real name. He's, I call him like, I was like, Glenn Calzon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just a stupid inside joke. We always laugh.
0: Yeah. So, uh, bonus points if either one of you guys know who James Newell Osterberg Jr. is. I'll give it three seconds because it'll take forever there's no way you'll guess three two one that's iggy pop's real name oh oh wow yeah god. i would have I never yeah. known that. god damn it. so one to zero wallace you ready feel like a big piece of shit which of the following is Glen? uh which of the following towns is glenn danzig from is it uh, high easy. live new jersey these are all new jersey so i'm gonna just keep going so is it high live new jersey is it low die new jersey is it normal and boring New Jersey? Is it Hemorrhoid Falls, New Jersey? Is it Shitstain <laughs> shit Canyon? Shitstain Canyon? Don't count that as my answer. That's not my answer. Is that what you just said? No, no, it's not. Don't you right. fucking do it. Or what, what is I it? you. What's it's the answer? Lodi. That's correct. So the game is tied. <laughs> There's only eight questions left. Don't worry, guys. It's not going to take forever. All right. Uh, Mecha Wolf.
2: What do we get if we win?
0: We get, like, uh, a, pride a record yeah we'll mail you some handsome prick cds there you go some pink machine cds oh yeah. All, right, yeah all right so next question danzig's uh record label that he created back in the day was called plan nine but what was it originally called before it was plan nine which of the following was the name of the uh record label was it uh black hair dye records was it zombie elvis records was it back hair records was it push-ups records or was it blank records
2: man i, blank. I might have to go with blank that's correct
0: yeah. you were just trying to sneak him the fucking answer oh the audio terrible we don't we can't hear me
2: right. yeah because i think it was like plan nine then evil live yeah um, and now I believe it's just like Cleopatra does some of his records,
1: and yeah, uh, I, I think he, he did something with the I'm I'm not a nerd, nerd or anything.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, you could were- like do death jam too, like, uh, yeah, that wasn't
1: yeah, back in the yeah. day, Deaf American, uh, Rick Rubin, yeah. All right, I wish he would have been in those video games, they had Rollins in there, I was,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I know. Wallace, you ready? Yes. Which of the following is not the name of a Danzig album? Not Misfits, but one of the Danzig I albums. I gotcha, I gotcha. Alright, ready? Not. Is it Lucifuge? Black Acid Evil, Refrigerated Piss, Enlarged to Show Texture, Super Metal Rainbow, aka Just the Color Color Black album. Or uh, How the Gods Kill. Which one is not? You There's a name. lot of them that are not. You only you have said. to name one. You can name the other ones if you could remember them for bonus points.
1: Well, I'm gonna fuck with you here, and you you might try to say I'm wrong, but I know I'm not yeah. You said black acid evil, and it's black
0: acid devil, motherfucker. It,
2: uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's one point? That, that's all you're gonna say? No. That's that one that's uh can you name one. another one? Yeah, any point? of
1: the other ridiculous ones that you just said. Yeah, yeah, I can name
0: one. God, I remember rainbow? what you well, said. Well, I rattled off the name of your second fucking album. Enlarge to show texture. All right. That's that was the first of brick album, by the way, you cock smoke. Man, I thought uh, I thought Refrigerated Piss would be very memorable. <laughs> so, all right, not dude. Tasty. It's three to two. Justin is winning. Uh, Mr. Mecha Wolf, which of the following is not one of Danzig's nicknames? Glenn Calzone. <laughs> Glenn Calzone, yeah. Is it uh, Evil Elvis? Shithead, son of a bitch, Glenn. That asshole, or Glenn baby.
2: Shithead, son of a bitch, Glenn. Glenn asshole and (laughs) shit baby. For sure or not?
0: (laughs) For (laughs) four points. (laughs) four points. All right, dude. Oh, it's it's six to three. Sorry, I think I just yelled them. All right, well. Which of the following has Glenn Dadzig written songs for? Is oh, it uh, Roy Orbison? Oh, yes. Uh, Nickelback,
2: <laughs>
0: Spice Girls, Johnny Cash, oh, yes. or your mother? I think Sorry, it right says it says her. your mama.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I'm gonna go with uh, Roy and Johnny. That is oh
0: yeah. oh, yeah. All right, it is five <clears throat> to six. Justin, you are still losing. Alright, this one, I don't know if this one's easy or not. Which of the following shows was Glenn Dad's again? Uh was he in Game of Thrones? Was he in Baywatch back in the day? Was he in Hawaii 5-0? Was he in Saturday Night Live? Or was he on Portlandia? He
2: was on Portlandia for sure. <laughs> that is correct. Captain Billy Bong.
0: Alright, alright dude, Joseph, you ready? Yeah. These next three which are the last ones are kind of you're not going to catch up because whatever you say is kind of the right answer so how many times have you dressed with a into in a misfit themed or a variation of a misfit themed uh costume for a concert or for halloween me yes you one all right that's one point so it's tied six six but Ugh. Mecha wolf have you ever dressed as a variation and I mean, your gimmick sort of is, in a way, a variation. Yeah. So so I'll give you a point just for that. That's why this question is
2: fixed. Yeah, last year I actually won a Doyle. That's nice. nice. That's, yeah. that's two points. <laughs> this game is rigged. Yeah, I was Doyle last year. And I was, was kind of like dancing this year for my birthday.
0: <laughs> well, shit, I'll give you a point for that. It's I'm 9 to 6. The kind of mesher, the belt
2: buckle, the hair.
0: all right wallace wait a minute no it's uh mecca wolf's turn all right what is doyle what is doyle's favorite food to eat and what his his favorite way to
2: eat it he likes pasta um he likes fucking man he likes vegan pasta but he likes that uh just a regular tomato sauce but homemade Ah. Just vegan pasta, I guess.
0: I'll give you a point because you're very confident in your answer, which is like <sighs> six. But my stupid answer, my my joke answer was beans. Uh, any kind of bean. <laughs> straight out of the can. No, I, I, I
2: have I, I know he likes he likes um he likes those rice steaks. Um he likes uh, the the nutter butters and and, and vegan pasta. That's like his jam. And <laughs> he's got some killer hot songs too. I'm not. I'm not a nerd. Or anything. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> dude, even if you were a nerd, I just looked up. Like he was born in like 60 or 50, late 50s or early 60s. Yeah, He's, he turning, is,
2: he's turning 56 tomorrow.
0: Dude, it's he's, 2020, and he is jacked. So whatever he's, he's doing is the way to do it. Um, all right, consistent. Wallace, for the yep. win. If you could do it, you're down yeah. by three. It is nine to six. Um. <sighs> question is, what's your favorite Misfits song? And if you name more than one song, the whole thing. You you just have to name one song. If you name a second song, oh. you get no points.
1: That's a fucking loaded question.
0: Oh, you also have man. three seconds to answer. Oh God, three? Uh, mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? That's cool, you get one point, you still lose.
2: What the fuck?
0: Mecha Wolf, do you have a favorite song or do you just like a bunch of them?
2: Um, I like a bunch of them, but if I was gonna have to just pick one, I would say Last of Us is probably like my favorite one. Nice.
0: Well, once again, Justin has lost. The streak is alive, and congratulations, our winner. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll send your shit in the mail. God
2: damn it!
0: Thank you for playing. Thank <laughs> I you for mean, I only them. have like
2: ten misses. Yeah, you know, I'm not like a <laughs> man. I mean, I was in impre- front. Impre- really funny. Yeah, I got this from like a uh, Madison Square Garden show. Oh no, shit! It's like it's like a gift bag that Jerry gave uh, people with like an action figure and stickers and a bunch of other shit.
1: You guys saw you got a bunch of those, right? The reaction figures. I have a ridiculous amount of this stuff. It's I got uh, a <laughs> I think I, I'm missing only two. I'm missing the Earth AD variant and the Die uh, Die My Darling variant. Other than that, I got all. Yeah,
2: I think I'm missing like I'm missing a bunch actually, but I have like three that are signed, so they're worth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have like the Crimson Ghost that came out like almost ten years ago. I had the Bubblehead Crimson Ghosts and, and Red. And then I have the two crimson goes that came out this year. They were like a two pack for like sixty dollars. Um, <clears throat> I have records, just stickers, so man, just a lot of. A
1: hey lot man, of there ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. <laughs> I got the fucking my shower curtains fucking misfits. Too.
2: <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I have the little like paper people. I have that too, man. Damn. Ooh, I- I'm just waiting on those reactions the the dancing reaction figures are coming out soon. So are you serious? They're doing Danzig ones? Yeah, um, actually whoever sees this, but it's actually it's already out there, but one of the guys from Super Seven like slipped and told me so. Really? So, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do Sam Hain Danzig misfits, but they're doing Glenn for sure. Oh no shit. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, that'll probably hoping sell out super fast. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know it, man. That's the one thing about like Misfits fans and just dancing fans in general. Like all that collectible shit, it's it flies off the shelf. Like, dude, records,
2: a record the other day went for like 15 grand or something. Like, oh, yeah. Like, of Brutality or something like that. Yeah,
1: you know? dude, like original shit like that. It's fucking mm-hmm. insane.
2: I got a, yep. I
1: lucked out. I got a framed copy of uh, Lucifuge, but it was like a promotional use only. It's the entire album, but you know, when they, Back in the day, they'd send them to record shops or whatever to kind of get yeah. a heads up on it. I got that for like, I think it was a little over a hundred bucks. But
2: yeah, that's on it's the prob- cheap it's side. It's probably going for a lot now. If you check.
1: Yeah, I man, you yeah. got me fucking miss Danzig Super Seven. I'm typing that shit, in right now, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. It, it, I
2: don't know exactly when it's coming on, but it's coming out for sure. No, damn, excited about it. Yeah, man, get
1: get me fucking hard now. <laughs> uh, hey wolf real quick uh before we end here um let everybody know where they can find you where they can buy your album and where they can buy merch at
2: um so we have an ep right now um if you guys go on the MechaWolf.com, you can find all my merchandise all my links to social media anything that has to do with my band is out there you can also just look up monster wolf on whatever streaming service you have spotify itunes um, YouTube music, um, Monster Wolf, Less for Flesh, look it up, and three songs should be out there. Um, we're actually starting. I just got the physical CDs, so I'm gonna put those in the webpage soon to start sending those out. But yeah, themechawolf.com. That's the easiest place to find out anything that has to do with me, on my merch, on my social media. Themechawolf.com.
1: Fuck yeah! And everybody listening, um, he out in the Chicagoland area, like I said, Galileucha in October be looking forward to that I, I think we're gonna have to make a trip up there threatened you're gonna have yeah, to get some portellos oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, uh are you completely cutting alcohol
2: out then um uh, just right now while uh, i'm prepping, i i could have like my occasional like one drink here and there but i'm like trying to like keep it tight you know <laughs> i'm one of those people I, I drink one i can't just drink one i gotta
1: yeah i feel you I think uh we cut an episode one time, it was five hours long with one of my buddies, and we went through a 30 rack of PBR.
2: That's
1: <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, that's right, brother.
0: <laughs>
1: Mecca Wolf, man, it's been a fucking honor having you on, brother. We're gonna have to do this again sometime, man. And uh especially right, getting dude. more towards Halloween, dude. We'll uh we'll come up with something fucking cool. You back yeah, man, on. once,
2: once I uh, once I release that uh Halloween single cover for the Misfits we're gonna try to do a Halloween one and two back to back and oh nice song. we're probably gonna record that next week and uh hopefully once it's out I'll let you know so I can send you a copy and so.
1: stuff oh fuck yeah brother well I'm gonna have to get your address anyway because I fucking lost in the game again and uh so now I gotta send you some fucking music and swag so you know uh, yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. we gotta do hey Everybody, thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that fucking like and subscribe button. And real quick before I end here, because you and your old lady do a YouTube channel too, right? Yep. yep.
2: Promote that. Life shit. with JB. Yeah, life with JB. Me and my, uh, we haven't like put any videos up in a while because we've been dealing with, with the move. But we do anything from song reaction videos to like workout videos. Um, we're going to start adding more content there pretty soon now that we finally are done with all the move stuff. And uh yeah, man, check us out. Life with JV on YouTube as well.
1: That's right. Hit that fucking like and subscribe. And if you don't, I'm coming after you, motherfucker. What i up, what i up, wet up. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so fucking white for Becca Wolf. It's insane.
2: Ah. Oh fuck, yeah. that's great. <laughs> You gonna do sex to me?